podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Someone asked me why I celebrate Christmas Day. It overwhelmed me that they didn't know the joy and peace I found. How can I thank, how can I thank you, God, for loving me? And sending your sweet son That lovely stable was the birthplace of my mighty Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. God's greatest gift was given to us out of grace, though we don't deserve it. Lord, you know I don't deserve it. So how can I thank, how can I thank you? Sending your sweet son to save me from my sins. has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. Why? This is a question. Walking backwards. Walking backwards. <laughs> Something sacred. I don't know the names of the creep songs. Those Running in circles. Just pop in and let play. Sea of glass. The flight in the fall. I love Ozzy. <laughs> I think he's the true definition of a rock star. Anybody else have any interesting stories they don't want to come to
It's Bill, and you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock and the metal that Pennsylvania has to offer right here on PARockShow.com, MegaRockRadio.net, 107.1 FM, St. Louis, Missouri, AltRockRadio.ca, and Hamilton, Toronto, Canada, uh, RudaRudRadio.com, out on the beaches of San Diego, California. Um. What am I forgetting? Oh, <laughs> how about Birmingham, United Kingdom with XRPRadio.co.uk and right here in Leechburg, Pennsylvania, home of the Pennsylvania Rock Show, buildthescene.com. This is episode number 547. She is Christina from the Shadow Event, and I'm going to let her take over. You <laughs> 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 I might be almost as worried as she is. <laughs> All right. My first question for you is, uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh man. Um, wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, the questions are only getting harder. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I think maybe, um, man, I, I'm, I'm going to say one just to annoy my wife, and then I'll give you a real answer. Um, <laughs> a Christmas Story. Okay. She absolutely hates that movie. <laughs> um, probably, I... I like the Santa Claus franchise, like all of those movies with Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, sometimes I quote them in class, and, and the kids just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a little bit more geared towards adults, like. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what is your favorite Christmas memory? Christmas memory. Child. Okay, so this one's kind of funny. Um, my brother, when we were little. He used to be able to pick up pre presents and without opening them, tell you what they were. And um, one time he picked up a package of socks and he went, it's socks. This wasn't on my list and threw it over his shoulder. 
<laughs> and, and so your parents never caught on. They never like tucked gifts in like in a, a big box, you know, to make them. No, look. Not really. No. I think they thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Is he older than you or younger than you? Uh, he's younger than me. He's five years younger than me. All right. So. Uh, hey, real quick. Um, Gonto is in the chat room. And uh, he says his favorite one is the year without a Santa Claus with Heat Miser and Snowy. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that is that part of the Tim Allen movies or no? no those are those um, the like claymation or stop motion. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the one where Chris, the young Chris Kringle, kind of looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, you see it. <laughs> I do now, yeah. Especially because you're growing it in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good, though, by the way. Do you ever feel like you ever want to go on a Christmas strike, like the movies Christmas with the Pranks or Four Christmases? You know, I've never watched those movies. Um, yeah. You know what they're about, though, right? I, I really don't. Is, is it kind of like um, The Year Without a Santa Claus, only adultified? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I've never seen that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so essentially they both... Each movie goes on vacation to avoid um, <laughs> my cat just puked. <laughs> <laughs> they go on uh, vacations to avoid the holiday uh, madness. Um, not so much. I mean, my my kids are still young, so the excitement in the morning and and watching the open things and um, so no, not really. No, yeah. No. I mean. My my son is twelve. My daughters are ten. So yeah. So I'll, I'll interview you again in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> John has favorite movies from uh, First Angel Media: Rudolph and Frosty. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yes. <laughs> I think. Uh, oh no, that was Grinch was on the other night. I posted uh, that on Facebook. My my daughters love the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. classic. He sounds so good in every movie. I kind of love him, you know? I don't want to do a crazy one like that. <laughs> All right, so we're both Italian, okay? How about the, the seven? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I, I, no, literally, I'm just a little bit. I'm more German. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. A lot more German. Um, are you going to ask me about the seven fish? Yes, yes. And I, Donald the donkey. Oh, well, so I have never done the seven fish thing. Never. Yeah. Um, but Dominic the Donkey is my dad's favorite Christmas song. Yeah. And um, I actually have a funny story about that the other day. Another thing. Everybody's going to think my wife hates everything. My wife hates that song, too. She told Alexa to play um, Christmas music, um, to shuffle Christmas music. And the first song it played was Dominic the Donkey. And she starts yelling at Alexa. So Bria runs into her bedroom and waits for Kelly to tell it to skip. And when she hears it say skip, she tells her Alexa to play Dominic the donkey in the living room. <laughs> so there is a little bit of me in there, I think. <laughs> Dominic the donkey, what's it about? Is it, isn't it like a traditional, it's, it's something to do with history, right? I look it up all the time and I always forget. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here. Terrible Italians. John, John is trying to help me out here she said she's a lovely woman despite how it seems in this <laughs> <laughs> alrighty on to the next question so I think uh, so we're going to have a lot of unsigned artists uh, performing their Christmas music their Christmas songs 
so you have to tune back in later on the audio correct uh, to enjoy all those tracks. Now, back to the questions. What made you want to start doing podcasts and when? Ha. So there is no actual answer to that. Um, it was an accident. <laughs> um, back on September 14th, 2004, um, there was a streaming radio station. I, I cannot, can't ever remember if at that time it was called Unsigned Online or um, Indie Band Radio. I think it was unsignedonline.com at that point. And it was ran by a 14-year-old kid out of Texarkana, Texas. And um, his mom was running, running a website called bandsthrivingonfans.net. And his mom had come across my new website at the time, which was akmusicscene.com, which literally I put out in February 2004, and it's September 2004. So it's pretty new to the game. She and I had been talking about doing some like cross-promotion stuff. <laughs> she said, let me show you what my son's doing. And that was the unsigned um, radio station, streaming station. And um, he had a virus on his computer on September 14th. And he was like, man, I, I really need to take my computer down, but I have like 300 people listening. And he did like, that was an average day for him. Wow. Um, and I was like, look, I have some unsigned music because I'm doing websites for bands. I was like, if you show me how to take over the radio station, you know, I'll, I'll do it while you fix your computer. And, um, then I realized I didn't have a microphone, so I called Brian Schaefer, who was the lead singer of the band Cage, um, and he showed up with a computer mic, which wasn't what I was expecting. But he he did most of the DJing that day. But that that was the first Pennsylvania rock show. Um, when it finished, he said that was cool. We should do that again. And um, now to this day, my wife blames him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, he showed up the following week with a mixer, a bunch of mics, and like half of every band within a 10-mile radius of my house. <laughs> that was the second one. All right. So that's pretty interesting on many levels. Um, so being an act meant that it's pretty impressive, and then you just like kind of got thrown into it by um, Shaper, right? Uh, and then you stuck with it, which we're happy about. I'm very happy about. I know a lot of other people are very happy about because you do so much for unsigned bands and you promote so well and you're, you're always, uh, you know, working, uh, rebranding your product, but, you know, keep it going and keep it refreshed. You, you know, it's, it's never boring. Uh, you're very entertaining. You're very, very cool, genuine personality. So I'm glad you stuck with it. Um, okay. Well, speaking of bands and how much you support them, were you ever in a band? No, um, the the running joke is that I'm gonna take Ralph McCartney's spot in um in uh, Homicide Black and play bass, but <laughs> I, I don't know how to play bass. <laughs> um, and there's actually a photo where I photoshopped him out. There is Homicide Black is a three piece, and the photo is the three of them with me, and I literally slid myself over top of him, and I renamed the band Homicide Bill. <laughs> About trying to learn how to play bass, but there, there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. <laughs> to, to give you an idea, I, I spend two hours a day in my car just going to and from work. Oh, 
So, you know, I leave my house at um, 6.30 in the morning and usually get home around 5. So then I, you know, I have like, I don't know, at this point, somewhere between 50 and 60 websites online that I'm managing. And I have whatever schoolwork I have and I have whatever my kids need help with. Yeah. Although my wife, to her credit, does a lot of that before I get home. Um, oh, yeah. Seems like you guys are a pretty good team over there. We can be. <laughs> <laughs> and so how much time do you invest into uh, P.A. Um, Well, to give an idea, like, the, you know, you and I will probably talk close to an hour here. Then to put a show together, I have to re-listen to that hour to edit it, then add the music to it. Um, then I upload it to two different sites and to my radio station. Um, I have to create the show notes. So an episode of the PA Rock Show is probably closer to about four to five hours worth of work. Wow. Okay. And you do weekly? Uh, that one's weekly. Yeah. And then three questions and a song um, is a little easier. Um, it It's all of that stuff, but... There's only one song in it, so there's less editing. Okay. And um, I try and keep it between 15 minutes to 30 minutes total. So <laughs> I'm reading John's comments. Okay. Um, there are pop, pop come a couple up here. It says, he's a live music photographer now, so maybe not in a band, but learning to cover them in every way. And then he also works on fam stuff. That's First Angel Media. And that I barely have time to sleep anymore. <laughs> that part is true. <laughs> it's all great stuff, though. You know, it really is. What you guys do together, you know, what you do on the run. It's just, it, it means a lot to us, especially in this time. You know, it's one of the very few things we have. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, I, I, the, the first angel media thing, um, I'm listed as the vice president, but I think what my official title really is, is, web designer and the person who calms Jonna down. Let's <laughs> we'll see if she responds to that. <laughs> well, she, uh, you know, chose the perfect partner then, you know. Hey, um, Bobby C says that you play the recorder. Here, Jonna responded. <laughs> it says, listen, the second part is the most important. <laughs> and most important is in all caps. <laughs> uh, Eric and, Roger uh, in the know, house. Yeah, that's a uh, Sue from Royal Honeymoon, right? Yep. That's Bobby C. Bobby Collins, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and then you can have them on your show. <laughs> you know what? They were just on two episodes ago. Really, I missed it. Yep. Bobby, oh, Bobby C. and Eric. Oh, um, oh we, yeah. We talked talked a little bit about Royal Honey in the first segment, and then yeah. in the second segment, we talked about a project that Eric's leading called um SOS 2020. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people on that. For sure. And, I think um, that, right? I he he wrote a song and there are I want to say 75 local musicians involved in it. Yeah. And um if you go to SOS2020pgh.org, you can find out more information there, but it's um is lining itself with um neva and um save our stages yeah yeah i think and, that's um, right. yeah 
Yeah, and uh, they re- they recorded at a time recording studios, correct? At, uh, at the vault. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Eric. The vault. Um, yeah, and speaking of Save Our Stages, I, I believe they just passed a bill that is giving $14 billion to uh, the entertainment industry. Yeah, it's, it's 15. Oh, um, it's 15. Okay. And if you do some quick math on that, $15 billion sounds like a ton of money. Yeah, I know. But I know. I that's, that if you divide that by 50, you know, and we're just doing like average if you do it that way, and not including territories of the U.S., but if you divide it by 50, that, that gives you 300 million per state. And then let's say you have 300 venues to qualify. That's 1 million per venue. And there's going to be more than 300 venues in a lot of states that are going to qualify. So yeah. that money really isn't, isn't, I mean, it's a good start, but there's, yeah. you know, there's still, still help need it. I had a feeling that if, if you were to do the math like you did, that it would end up being just as that. But I didn't want to do it because I was just so happy to see anything happening, uh, you know, that all our voices were heard and uh, movement was made, you know. So at least there's something. Do you ever get nervous doing enough? There are times where I bring someone on that, like, I really, really wanted to have on. And I, I get a little worried that they're not going to be as excited as I am to have them there. Someone who I targeted for a long time was um, Miss Freddie. I don't know if you're familiar with her. No. Right, so she sings the blues. Okay. And, oh, um, I think I've seen her in uh, Moondogs before. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, She is phenomenal. And I it took years for me to finally get her on. And um, it ended up, there's a... Um, festival that they do here in town called Pink Day, where they raise money for um, breast cancer. And she plays that. And the stage is literally, if you walk out my front door, walk down to the next stop sign, the stage is right there. Oh, wow. So yeah. she was performing on the stage, and I sent her a message. I'm like, look, you're at my house. <laughs> and it wasn't that she didn't want to be on. It was just we couldn't get our schedules to to work out. And yeah. um so she was on three questions in a song for that. And um, we literally sat on the wall in front of my house and recorded that episode. Oh, neat. Yeah. What was that? Oh, um, <laughs> Jonna is commenting about the Foo Fighters. I don't know if you see that in there. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, so the Foo Fighters are involved with Save Our Stages. And um, I have a question that I normally ask on the Pennsylvania Rock Show recently about who who is your who is your Dave Grohl and I'm constantly um posting trying to get Dave Grohl or someone from the Foo Fighters to come on the show. Well in order to be able to tag them we have to mention it, we have to say it, right? And even though you just did, I wasn't gonna ask any of your questions because I know it's just gonna be kiss across the board. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go there anyway. So um you know I'm I'm paraphrasing your question so forgive me if I say it wrong. Uh, who would your Dave Grohl be? Who would my Dave Grohl be? Who would I want to go up on stage with if I knew how to play anything? I think I'd want to go up on stage with Kiss. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> Kiss, no Kiss, Kiss was my introduction into rock. Um, my Uncle Bill and my Uncle Dan. Um, my Uncle Bill is nine years older than me. My Uncle Dan is five years older than me. So, you know, they were, they were the two people that I looked up to as a kid. 
and um they were huge kiss fans um so you know kiss and then like motley crew and acdc and you know iron maiden that, you know that that was the stuff they were listening to so that was the stuff i was listening to all right so if you were to be called up on stage with kiss to be honest what would your reaction be would you go like straight up fanboy like ah! <laughs> or would you be like speechless you know, I actually have already met Gene Simmons. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, about being called on stage, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. I yeah. I don't know if I would actually go up now that you mention it. <laughs> um, and and the reason being, I I have done a couple um Pennsylvania Rock Show anniversary shows where we raise money for Rock for Life, and um I didn't even MC my own show because I didn't want to be up on stage in front of people. <laughs> Um, Matt Franny emceed all of them for me. He's yeah. Awesome. All right. Nice. Nice. That's a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to the original question of, have you ever been nervous on any of your episodes? And you brought up Miss Freddie. Okay. I'm saying that right correct? Yeah. Um, so she was one that you were kind of like, because you wanted her to be for so long. And you're like, I hope she's going to be as excited. Did that episode uh, turn out well? It did. It, it was short, though, because um, she had to be somewhere. So. I kind of rushed it, but she was on the Pennsylvania Rock Show a couple episodes ago, um, promoting a new um, uh, gospel cover that she did. Um, really, 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 really old one. It's a, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she's currently a um, MTMS, yeah, MTS management artist. Um, what is that? It is um, Michael. I forget what the T is, but it's Michael Stover is his name. Um, and he manages a lot of, um, bands and, and artists all over the world, actually. Um, jo- John Vento, you, are you familiar with him? The name sounds familiar. I can't place the connection. So now. John is the lead singer of, of um, the Needs Hotel band. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, um, he does some solo stuff. He and the Moondog, um, <laughs> they run, um, the, uh, band together Pittsburgh which is a um, organization that basically gives stage time to artists that have autism. Um, So John, John's a good guy. Um, He does a lot of, um, a lot of fundraising through music for, you know, uh, a a lot of, he does um, Allegheny clean, clean, uh, clean. I can't, ah, it has to do with the with the water sources in Allegheny County and oh, keeping keeping the yeah. water the area around the water cleaned up and free My of pollution. Company that's um yeah I, I think I know what you're talking about but I forget the name too. Okay, so what would you love to see Build the Same and PA Rock Show achieve more than it already has? So the goal in the beginning, and and I used to joke about it all the time. I used to tell people that I was the Suge Knight of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um the the goal was to get someone um some interest from a label and uh possibly get them signed but at the time you know the music business was completely different than it is now yeah. um, you know, now you can do it without the label in fact the labels won't want to come to you until you have done it without them um whereas before the labels wanted to pick somebody and mold them and turn them into what they wanted now they're looking for for bands that have already done it and are easy to make money off of. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but there there are a lot of cool things that that have happened in the 16 years that um well it started out as ak music scene um and if you go to akmusicscene.com it will still take you to a section of the build the scenes website but um we i've helped bands get booked on um south by southwest um i've gotten bands played on um syndicated fm uh, morning shows um i've gotten bands gigs in different places um i've had i've had a a jamaican artist in my living room um i've had canadian artists in my living room um i've been played I, the first ever band that I interviewed from outside the United States was a band called Celtic Assault. They're from Wales. Um, they're not together anymore. But, you know, another big goal I had was to get, to get a million hits. And now that's that happens every year easily. Um, so I, I guess the, the big thing now is if I could get more people to listen to the radio station. I think that that would be my next goal. Um, and some people don't even realize it's there, I think. But if you go to buildascene.com, there is a little radio player down at the bottom. And all you have to do is press play. And it's playing unsigned music 24-7. Um, if, if anybody would like to sponsor the station for the next year, that would be awesome, too. Uh, what made you want to become a teacher? That is a big swerve. Um, back when I was in fourth grade... Uh, there was another kid in my class. His name was PJ Manella. And um, we had a, another student who I'm not going to name um, who was struggling. And our fourth grade teacher came to, two, to the two of us and asked us if we'd be willing to give up some of our recess and, and help her learn how to study and, and do better. And um, by the time we were done, she was making A's and B's. And that was when I decided I wanted to teach. Um, if... <laughs> You're not going to ask me this cartoon question, are you? Maybe. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> All right. Um, so we were talking about, um, you know, you're being a teacher and, you know, what you need to, uh, to become a teacher and uh, any crazy stories that you may have. But if you were to start over, what career would you choose? Huh. Um. I'm going to kind of Shanghai this question a little bit. And um, <laughs> that is a reference to a past episode with okay. uh, the bloody yeah. semen. But um, <laughs> the I almost changed my major yeah. in college. Um, I was convinced that um, I should change to computer science, um, which coincidentally is what got me the teaching job that I'm in now because I did have a computer science background. Okay. But I called my parents and my dad talked me out of it. And um, I think I, I know he was right, but there are days where I have a bad day where I'm like, man, I, I should have changed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my brother is actually a software engineer. So he did take that route, but um, he still calls me with computer problems. Well, you all design websites, right? I do. Um, I'd have to recount them, but somewhere between 50 and 60 websites that I have online right now. Yeah. From small businesses to bands to um, things like First Angel Media and the SOS 2020, um, Endeavor After LLC, which is a t-shirt company. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, GameStick LLC. Um, maybe that's why the deer are coming after us. Um, GameStick LLC is um, it's a mount where you can mount your cell phone on onto your rifle or your crossbow or your bow and video your kills. <laughs> so maybe it's Mick's fault. <laughs> Let me see it in slow motion. <laughs> For the record, Mick was a sponsor of the Build the Scene um, radio station, so yeah. I, I didn't want to throw his out there, the Game GameStick LLC. Hey, Bill. Yes. If you were a cartoon character, <laughs> what would it be? Who would you be? Man, so... <laughs> Almost every time I ask this question, they pick Scooby Doo. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can see that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, either that, or they'll do like um, Beavis and Butthead, or um, oh, I'm trying to think who else comes up. It's oh, I'd say 90% of the time they answer with Scooby Doo. So I'm going to avoid that one. Um, I was going to be a cartoon character. <laughs> I think I would be Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Oh, all right. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, my kids used to watch that religiously. And um, I, I, they're kind of like, um, if you're not familiar, kind of like the Big Bang Theory version of kids' cartoons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A few times, but I'll have to. Uh, and you would be Phineas, not yes, I think I would yeah. be Phineas, okay. Um, only because Ferb doesn't talk, and I, I do a lot of talking. So, uh, something that you know, I kind of always uh, wondered about you is if you could have any national acts on your show, uh, who would you have? So, I mentioned earlier that, that I've been targeting Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Um, I yeah. actually have talked on the show with um two people that are parts of national acts. Um, Cordell Crockett, who is part of ugly kid Joe. Okay. Um, he was also, I'm, I'm not sure of the status of, of the band that um, they were here. Kitty kitty out of LA. Um, so he was, he's in ugly kid Joe. And then he was in here, kitty kitty, which is the band I interviewed. Um, so I've talked to him two or three times. And then um, John Bechtel, and I can't remember the name of his unsigned band, but he is currently the keyboardist for ministry. Okay. But, um, I mean, the Dave Grohl thing, I, I, I'm i going with, with them. I'm going to go with the Foo Fighters. Because yeah. the reason is, um, the, like, on my YouTube, if, I'm, if I go into the black hole that is YouTube... Inevitably, I end up on the Foo Fighters. November, no matter what I start with, like I could start with um, watching how to make French fries, and within five videos, there's there's a Foo Fighter video in my in my playlist. So it just comes up automatically, like yeah. And yeah. Um, I and I wonder how much of that is because I talk about them so much now, but um, and probably the more you play it too. Yeah, but. The thing about the Foo Fighters, and this is what originally drew me to them, is that they bring people up on stage and let them play with them. And one of my favorite things about the local scene 
is when a band will call someone from another band up on stage and say, Hey, why don't you come up and play with us? And, um, that's what the first time I saw Dave Grohl pulling someone up on stage, I'm like, that's what I love about the local scene. And he's doing it nationally. And that's what, that's what drew me to him. Um, and don't get me wrong. They have some awesome songs, but my initial impression was he's willing to bring these people up on stage. Yeah. Which is amazing. The first time I ever saw it, I thought it was fake. <laughs> and then, I, and then I came to find it. That's his thing. That's what he does. So yeah. it's, it's really amazing. I, I really uh, admire that. And he does do a, a lot of cool things. Like he did a, um, a drum off with like a nine or 10 year old girl a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, or she did the same thing I was doing. She just reached out to him and eventually he, he caught wind of it. And, um, you know, they went back and forth playing drums and, um, and she beat him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like the Bill Murray of music as opposed to the film. Yeah. I goes out and just shows up and drops in and different parties. I think, I think he realizes where he came from and, yeah. you know, that, you know, people look up to him and, you know, one sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Okay. So if you had him on your show, what question would you ask? Well, clearly I'm going to ask him who is Dave Grohl is. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think it would be? Uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. I, I think he'd just be, he'd be interesting to talk to. I mean, he's been, you know, he played the drums for Nirvana, who everyone knows, you know, from the grunge era. And now he's in the Foo Fighters, who um, Gene Simmons says is the last best rock and roll band. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think that it would be interesting to hear where he came from and what he thinks about where the scene is yeah. now. You know, I don't, I don't want to, I, I, I kind of want to, you know, put this out there and, 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 and by way of uh, discussion. And then we can, but I don't want it to get like too dark and sad and depressing. But, uh, in regards to the pandemic and, you know, the local music scene specifically, um, <clears throat> what do you think? You think there's still hope? You think it's, you think it's going to bounce back and eventually be, uh, you know, exactly what it was? I mean, it does seem like there's a lot of people out there that are raring to go and be like, what do you want to do once the pandemic? I want to just do that music. It, Everybody is really, really thirsty for rock music. So, do you think it will actually blow up and surpass where it even was before the pandemic? I think in the beginning, when we get the the go ahead, I first of all, I don't think even even with the vaccination, I don't think this is going. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's you know, it's going to be like the flu. It's going to be here. Um, but once we get clearance to actually start doing what we used to do. I think it's going to be a slow burn because you're still going to have people that are going to worry and um, not want to go out until they see that things are not as bad as, um, as they've been portrayed. Um, but I, I think that I think it's going to be different. Um, and I'm hoping by different, I think, you know, that the, the music scene here is great. It is, but we're kind of, um, we're kind of on an island. Like no one looks to to Pittsburgh to see what the music scene is. So I yeah. think I think we need to get those eyes here. And that was honestly that 
that was one of the original goals of the Pennsylvania Rock Show was to get this music heard in other places. Um, which clearly, I, I I have managed. I mean, I have. Um, I'm being streamed live in in the United Kingdom. So, um, but I once once the eyes are here, you know, I think that things will start to blow up. Um, and my reference to Suge Knight kind of plays into that. Um, you know, he was on the West Coast where where rap was big. Um, and I feel like um, kind of like the '80s on the LA Strip will happen here. Once, once the right eyes and ears end up here, where right. one one band makes it, and then it just kind of spitballs until it's a big scene that everyone's aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have a feeling something. I mean, you know, in regards to the pandemic and local music scenes everywhere, you know, across our country, uh, alone, <laughs> you know, so you have all these smaller venues closing, sadly, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> if you think about it. It's the perfect opportunity for big investors mm-hmm. to come in. And, you know, of course, then you're dealing with moguls, you know, which is, you know, it's going to have its cons, but, you know, there, it's a good opportunity if there's any smart investors out there. I would think so. So, you know, if that would happen, then that's going to bring years in. Right? Yeah. And I think. Uh, the um I mentioned it earlier, the SOS 2020 song that Eric wrote. Um, the goal with that is to draw, um, to draw attention to the to the local venues and try and help the venues because really, you know, they didn't qualify for a lot of the help that the government had been giving up to this point. And you know, venues they were hit hard. And if the venues aren't there, then the bands don't have anywhere to play. So. Um, if you have money to donate, um, Neva is a good place to do that. Yeah. Um, and they are the ones behind the Save stages. And, um, you can do all that by going to the SOS2020PGH.org website. Um, I know for a fact that there are links there to do that because I made the website. So <laughs> it's still in process though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Under construction, you need that little <laughs> song. Yeah, the um, the song itself, um, will the tentative release date is January eighth. Oh, okay. I thought Keep an eye out for that, and the um proceeds from that will be donated to Neva. I don't know. I I do that to people, and I'm like, I I, I don't think I'm going to do that to them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, learning. It's a learning experience for you, for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure, you took a lot of what not to do from me. <laughs> I, I'm looking at how long we've been live, and I'm going, "What can I cut from that?" Because I, I need to play Christmas music too. <laughs> I don't know what to cut. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, well, let's definitely end it then. So this was a pleasure to interview you. Um, maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. And. Uh, I look forward to hearing more of your episodes and I look forward to uh, being a part of your uh, guests, you know, chiming in and listening to their music and listening to their interviews. And uh, it's always fun to, to be a part of that. Uh, so what I will let you do, Ms. Damiano, is take us out. Okay. So that has been episode number 547 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. With me tonight was me with... <laughs> Christina from the shadow event. That was weird. Um, 
Make sure you check us out each and every Friday night at parockshow.com. Check out our sister podcast at buildthescene.com slash show slash 3QS. That's three questions in a song. That is the podcast that is exactly what its title is. Um, that is the first and 15th of every month. Uh, you can check us out by going to buildthescene.com. Make sure you check out Christina's band, The Shadow Event, facebook.com slash The Shadow Event right there. Um, and I am going to make sure that I promote firstangelmedia.com tonight because I do not give it enough airtime. Um, a lot of awesome people over there, um, writers, photographers, um, videographers, and people that are in the music scene, both as musicians and people trying to push the scene. Um, so you need to check them out. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to play some more of the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. And when you hear John the American Hill Jack Lane giving you the outro, you'll know it's time to check us out the following week. We'll see you later. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That's right. Merry Christmas. Almost forgot playing <laughs> Christmas music. To the 412, I got all my presents bought. Mom got all the pierogies made, put a chair in my parking spot. It doesn't matter if that skyline's sprinkled with rain or snow, as long as I can cross the bridge and get to the place that I call home. Nothing like a black and gold Streets, but if it's too slippy, then I can see the tree that's at the point from the entire station square. We celebrate as a melting pot with a love that's understood. This is what Mr. Rogers called a beautiful day in the neighborhood.
If you be good, Santa will appear Under your tree with toys and some beer Flying through the air like he doesn't care Santa's got the list and he doesn't miss All the girls and boys who deserve some toys If you're good all year, Santa brings you beer Slay Ride! He's going on a Slay Ride! Just the night before Christmas And all for the house Not a creature is stirring Not even a mouse The children were nestled All snug in their beds Sugar plants danced in their heads. Mom ate her kerchief, and I and my cap had just settled down for a long winter nap. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes of St. Nick Oh, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Up in the air, blazing through the night. Big tiny reindeer and Santa Claus comes tonight. They're on their way, heading for your town. He's waiting all year to tear this one down. Flying through the air like he doesn't care. Bringing lots of toys for the girls and boys. Spreading lots of cheer, Christmas time is here. Better not be naughty or you'll miss the party. Up on the rooftop and down the chimney. He's got the sack with toys for the kiddies. He'll stop your stocking with Christmas cheer. It's time to party. Santa Claus is here. Flying through the air like he doesn't care. Santa's got the list and he doesn't miss. All the girls are boys who deserve some toys. If you're good all year, Santa brings you beer. This episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more of the best on-sign rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.